So it's like Spike talked about more scotch is the answer more scotch is always the answer that's what i tell my coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) what meeting oh yeah the meeting i'm just gonna have some scotch now (laughs) hello gentle listeners welcome to the digest podcast of buffy slayer of the vampires with our spoilers ahead and swears ahead so if those aren't your thing please turn off the podcast this time we'll be discussing buffy season two episode five reptile boy Wherein our natural aversion to frat parties is reinforced. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I am Jen and this is Snard. Or Michelle. Yeah. We are the sisters, Tucket. <laughs> Indeed we are. Uh, anything we want to talk about before we get started on um, this bad boy? Not necessarily, aside from the uh, the snake count. I'm starting a snake count. <laughs> <laughs> There are many uh, phallus, it's phalli, yeah, uh, the Buffy will encounter in her well, travels. I also feel like it might be kind of a Medusa thing, since oh. we were getting into the Greek mythology. That's yeah, very good. Yeah, so, uh, you know, starting the snake count, because we, we, we figured out at least four yes. snakes. Yes, four obvious snakes. Yeah, four obvious ones. Oh. But uh, doesn't Giannis have some snakiness on his statue? I don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember Giannis. I mean, I remember Giannis, of course. Yes. But I don't remember if he had snakes. Oh. We'll have to look. Yeah, I, I just feel like there's more snake than I'm remembering, mm-hmm. like snake goblets or statues or something. Lots of snakes. Yeah. yeah. Lots and lots of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so so shall, uh, we, uh, shall we move along? Yeah, let's move along. Thingy? I mean, aside from snake count 2017. <laughs> it's better than snake count 2016 because Fuck that year you. fucking sucked. Fuck I 2016. Hate you, yes. And since you know we're recording a little bit ahead, <laughs> we're recording on Christmas Day, like mm-hmm. we said we would. We are. Um, and we just got the news about George Michael. Yeah. So, um, Madonna, I, we love you. We love you, <laughs> Madonna. Yes. We. I hope you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna, the Queen. But yeah, uh, yeah. We just need to refresh. But I just want to say, Madonna, thank you so much for being in such great shape. <laughs> and taking care of yourself, you are amazing. Yes, she really is amazing. She's incredible. Yeah. yeah I saw her in concert how many years ago, and it was only, gosh, I think she was 53 when I saw her in concert, MDNA. Oh. Good God. Yeah. She's in tremendous shape. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you could bounce a quarter off of her ass. Oh, man. It's all that <laughs> yoga. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate yoga, but it's all that yoga. Yeah. It's just a phenomenon. Alrighty. Okay. On to Buffy. While yeah. I think about Madonna in the other part of my brain <laughs> that thinks about Madonna. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's been a long time since I love Madonna. And I, there's a whole part of my brain dedicated to thinking about Madonna while I'm doing other things. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that works. <laughs> completely not true. I am not a stalker at all. I've been to one concert. I'm a very good person. <laughs> Just in case it ever turns up. <laughs> I do not file a restraining order. I swear to God, she, I am not she crazy. She can't even drive. So it's not like... I can't drive. <laughs> I d- well, I can't. I can drive. Well, you I'm can perfectly drive. capable of driving. You're a very good driver. I just do not drive. Yes. Uh, so no, there's no way I can come get you, Madonna. I swear to God. <laughs> but call me. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about Shakespeare. I don't know if that's what you're into, but hey. <laughs> so... <clears throat> We'll 
open our little story in the Summer's Home where the Scoobies... I think it's the Summer's Home, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Buffy's bedroom. Good, good. Yes. <laughs> where the Scoobies are watching an Indian musical. This uh, might be the sweetest picture of the Scoobies <laughs> It is really ever. cute. I mean, luckily, uh, and I must say, luckily, Willow is there to help them figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and the scene is really hilarious and it cute. Is. And I, I won't spoil it by reading out every line. I will note two things, though. We can see that after the weirdness of the last episode, they are fully rebonded with uh, Buffy and Xander braiding Willow's hair. Also, they sure go on for a while about how why people would just start singing for no reason, don't they? Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Like foreshadowing dance is a snappy little jig. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> the dance um, of foreshadowing? <laughs> yes, it is the dance, the dance of foreshadowing. <laughs> Meanwhile, a spirited lass is attempting to escape from the frat house of rape and nastiness. Uh, that name is just in from the department, department of Redundancy Department, by the way. Uh, <laughs> she crashes through a window, and the frat guys take off in pursuit, wearing their robes and shit. Sadly, she's staged in a horror movie scene, so she trips at one point, and they do eventually catch her. But damn, I think she might be our first potential slayer on the show no. because she was great. I totally agree. She's fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. Like, she makes it pretty far. She, she does. And oh, it's yeah. only because douchebag runs out in front of her. That I mean, she had mm-hmm. a lead on those guys. Yeah, she did. She got over the wall a lot mm-hmm. faster. I wouldn't be able to get over that wall at all. Well, I'd just be like, ah, fine, take me. <laughs> like, oh, God, I have to <laughs> just, jump. Yeah, uh, if she trips and she gets over the wall. Yeah. I mean, she is ahead of them while tripping. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. Awesome. She breaks through that solid glass and everything. She does. That is not easy. That's <laughs> no. why in a lot of movies they shoot through the glass so they can break the glass. Because it's tricky. Yeah. yeah. She just, what did she do? Elbow or something? It was awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It awesome. just breaks. It's yeah. just done. And uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of like to imagine that like five and a half years later, she's taking a calculus exam at UCLA or something when her Slayer powers get activated. She's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Callie. And she's tough as hell, so you go with your bad self, Callie. This is actually going to end up okay for you, so just hold on. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what happens to her after this until we see her, but... She goes to, to UCLA and studies a, a math major. Okay. I decided. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> At school, we hear the dulcet tones of Cordelia's fake laugh. She's been reading... She's so great. <laughs> She's been reading the dear uh, the Dr. Debbie advice column and Dr. Debbie advises serious eye contact and really listening and laughing at everything he says. Awesomely, Cordy clearly finds this difficult. So she's just going to go with the fake laugh. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I read an article recently that says eye contact is exhausting. That's why people look away. Huh. So, yeah, especially in jobs that require like mental tasks, like say cashiering. Or something. Um, yeah, people who don't break eye contact get uh, tired faster and make more mistakes, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. You also want to be gentle so you don't come off as a psychopath yeah. if you're making eye contact. Oh, yeah, the people with the heavy <laughs> eye contact, they're just like boring into your mm-hmm. soul. It's like, um, you're freaking me out right could now. Could you man. just grab my ass like everybody else? Because <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Uh, Willow is mooning over how Buffy had another dream about Angel for the third night in a row and they did stuff (laughs) in uh, in surround sound even Uh, and these dreams will be just as vivid though not pleasant later in the series for Buffy you you noticed something? I did I I think uh, I think this is her kind of coming out of that sexual maturity that we discussed from school hard she got it all awakened so now she's having dreams 
She's having bad sexy, time sexy times mm-hmm. with Angel. Yep. I, don't, I don't know what those are like, but <laughs> I, well, I probably, has a, probably has a better ending than really happened. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but almost anything's better than what really happens. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she's uh, I think she's starting to play with the idea of actually sleeping with Angel, and I yep. I, I from the later conversation, I'm pretty sure he's picking up on that. Mm-hmm. The one in the graveyard. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So this is her next step yeah. into womanhood. <laughs> yeah. Her flowers opening. <laughs> the blossom. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's all I can She do. wants to have sexy times. Yep. <laughs> Straight up. Yep. Bumping uglies. <laughs> Willow insists that Buffy and Angel are so right for each other, except for the huge, huge differences like Vampire and Vampire Slayer. And even though they don't discuss it, I'm going to jump in and say the age difference is a tad bit of an issue as well. And Angel will bring this up later. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of an issue. Just a bit. Yeah. I mean, just even, especially, okay. When, when someone's like 30 and they're dating someone who's even 45, 50, whatever. I mean, like there are certain things to take into consideration, right. but you still have things to talk about. Right. Um, but someone who's even 16 to 25, like there is, it's, it's like a century. Yeah, I mean, Im- imagine, imagine how grossed out we would be if sixteen-year-old Buffy was dating seventy-year-old Angel. Yeah, he's three times <laughs> that age. Yeah, but he doesn't look. He looks it, so see? pretty though, but, and he's still twenty-seven too. Like we would even be yeah. cringing if he was twenty-seven. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he was turned when he was yeah twenty-six, twenty-seven, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's still a big difference. It's a big difference, and we we can kind of justify it with a whole bunch of things like she's the Slayer and it's destined, and, and she's, she's you know maturity. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. and as Willow says, she's sixteen, going on forty. Right. So, but even if she was forty. <laughs> Dude is two hundred something years old. So significantly uh, older. Yeah, a forty year old and an eighty year old would freak us out. <laughs> Although Darla might have been that much older than Angel. Yes, and so. that's, and that relationship also has power issues. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot. I would not say that's the pinnacle of healthy relationships <laughs> that we should compare anything <laughs> to. Dear boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also, I mean, just as far as age differences go, and and this isn't necessarily for him or not. Sorry, I started thinking of Darla the Vampire Cougar. (laughs) 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 Wow, Darla. She totally is. She's a total cougar. Yeah, there's there's just something so so nice about having people who understand the cultural references you're making. Yes. Even just like who understood what was actually going on in the 90s or something. You know, like there's. That's nice. Yes. I have a hard time. You know, I'll be talking to somebody. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what it, how it was. Like when Nirvana came out, you started wearing ripped jeans and talking to your parents into like letting you buy flannel. Like I was I was seven. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. And you're like, oh, I'm so old. <laughs> Look right. at me being old right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to um, I'm going to go check myself into a retirement home now <laughs> and uh, I'll check you later. And then I'll ice my knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I can't even imagine how he's just like, look, bitch, I have seen shit. Like, <laughs> when I was shit. around, Mozart was a rock star. <laughs> I like, have done <laughs> shit, and I have seen shit. Don't yeah. tell me, like, yeah. I wasn't at the bronze, blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Edith speaks out of turn. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived with a badass bitch. And a crazy chick yes, I and Spike, had... I can't even deal with you <laughs> right now. <laughs> I will admit to a threesome with two hot chicks, possibly a foursome, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> yes, there was that one night. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I can see why he would be getting really frustrated with her. Yes. Yes. I can too. Well, and why she's frustrated with him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just the, it's the same thing as how, you know, you're, well, we're going to get to it, Mm -hmm. but how we relate to different characters as we get older. Yes. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, let's, yes, let's get to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Willow recommends a coffee date, like nighttime coffee even, to make it easy for a schedule. Uh, Xander <laughs> joins them, jumping in just when Willow is comparing the hot bitterness of coffee to the hot bitterness of relationships. <laughs> hmm. <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> he unwisely stops in front of Cordy, who expounds on the desirability of college guys and the undesirability of high school guys in particular, uh, or in general, sorry. And uh, let me do that again. <laughs> He unwisely stops in front of Cordy, who expounds on the desirability of college guys and the undesirability of high school guys in general, and Xander in particular. Xander implies, as he does, that she's a big slut. (sighs) I hate that. And Cordy uh, says that she's sure his post-high school life will be filled with all kinds of college activities, like delivering pizza to actual college students. (laughs) Ouch. Um, Nice. I mean, he did call her a slut. Totally fine with her zinging him. And uh, that actually happens, too. <laughs> Cordy doesn't have powers yet, right? Just a no. nice guess? No, it's yeah. just a good guess. She's <laughs> just seen some things. Yeah, zing. Yes. Uh, Xander grants her a victory on that one and leaves her to her magazine. Uh, the bell rings and Buffy realizes she la- she's late meeting Giles and then trips over the tempting fate trope. <laughs> uh, saying things have been pretty quiet on the Hellmouth lately. Whoops. In the library... Giles insists that a calm hellmouth is no reason to let her guard down if you're the, a vampire slayer. He is channeling his replacement <laughs> so hard oh, yeah. today. This whole episode, he is he just is. channeling Wesley Wyndham Price. Absolutely. He's going back to the books. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, I, okay, yes, I agree. This would really be a good time to work on honing your senses, Buffy. Honing. Oh, no. um, to illustrate his point about Buffy being lax in her training, Giles tries to get the drop on her, but she pins him uh, because <laughs> she's a slayer. And Giles, that is never going to work. <laughs> and don't stop trying, though, because we are always entertained by it. <laughs> but I'm not a demon. <laughs> so good. She's like, how nonchalant she is. She's like, oh, Christ. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> he continues lecturing, which I, I'm impressed by because that did look like it stung a bit, uh, saying that she should be even more vigilant right now. Uh, he even talks about honing, so we're totally on the same page. Uh, Buffy, <laughs> Buffy protests, saying that she's a teenager and has very little time to do teenage things. Giles says that he does remember what it's like to be 16, and Buffy ups the ante, saying she's also a girl and the Slayer, and he concedes that he doesn't know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> She lists off some other things that make her different, like uh, how she's killing the same kinds of things as the guy she likes and wanting to have a relationship with a vampire in general. And poor Giles is very, getting very, very uncomfortable and uh, points out <laughs> that being the Slayer is actually really fucking cool because she's a superhero who saves people all the time. Buffy's still stuck in how being different is a bad thing. And Giles puts his foot down and gets totally dad-like about how this is the way it is. And sometimes you do things you don't, you don't like and lists out her slaying and homework schedule. Uh, Buffy puts on her very best pout, which Giles insists he's immune to, <laughs> while also turning his head so he doesn't have to look at it. Because <laughs> she knows it's working. She, like, just deepens the pout just and a little. looks up at him to see if it's working. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, here it is. Here's a sign that I'm getting older. I totally <laughs> agree with Giles, this whole thing. I feel bad for Buffy quite a bit on this show because a lot about being the Slayer really sucks. But he's not asking a whole lot more of her than a coach or, let's say, a piano teacher if Buffy was a prodigy, you know? 
And yeah. I think in the long run, although Buffy's unconventional approach to slaying does serve her very well, training harder during the downtimes would have really helped her with some of the big bads that are coming up a lot. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, it's just like honing her skills would have really helped. It wouldn't it be. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even imagine how much easier her life would be if she could detect a vampire. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, even just her relationship with Angel. Yeah. Or she could be like, "You're here." I yeah. know you're here. Because he keeps fucking sneaking up on her. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I, I when I first saw this, I, I identified a lot with Buffy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so I see, I guess where I am is I see Giles's point, but I also know that that's not realistic mm-hmm. to who Buffy is. Right. So he's kind of, he's making her go do what she's about to go right. do. His, his, I, like, think it's, I think it's his tone and his approach. Mm-hmm. Because Buffy... We'll see it later. An exact example. Buffy has defiance disorder up the ass. She has possibly more than I do, which is a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Like the best way to get Buffy to not do something is tell her to do it. Period. Totally. Um, And if he said, we can train anytime you want to train, we will train. If he opened it up to her, I think she'd be all about it. I think so. I think she'd be there all the time. It's just that, um, you know, when you tell Buffy she needs to do something, like you said, she has, she has ODD up the wazoo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's, um, yeah, very much so. And I honestly, I, th- I think this is the conclusion, too, that Giles comes to by the end of the episode. You mm-hmm. know, that he's, you know, he wants her to do these things. He wants her to do them well. But he's just going to chill out a little bit. Yeah. And I think, that, I think that's absolutely the approach. Yeah, totally. Because, yeah. like, I bet if Buffy could leave out the front door, she would. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. She wouldn't be sneaking around Joyce and stuff. Like, I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, we might see that a little later. Perhaps. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's a good kid. Just oh, she's, yeah, she's be a, a really good, good kid. kid. Yeah, and and just, yeah, not just, just she has defiance disorder. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yep, big time. Oh yeah, I would know. <laughs> 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 I'll be on my way to doing something. If somebody tells me to do it, I will stop and not do that thing <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it's no longer my idea. I'm like, fuck oh, you. Wow, I'm not gonna do this now. You would last ten minutes at my job. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's a reason why I do not do retail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I might be getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so after school, apparently Cordy's snappy comment about Xander's future in pizza delivery didn't really make an impact in a practical way because, as Willow points out, he skipped three classes. Oh, Xander. <sighs> Since Buffy's heart is telling us it isn't much with the school and responsibility today, we know that Buffy isn't so much either. Uh, Willow asks why she isn't studying in the library like Giles told her to, and uh, she says she's dawdling with her friends. <laughs> Just in exact defiance. Uh-huh. It sure <laughs> is. Said, I don't want you dawdling with your friends. <laughs> Look at me dawdling with my friends. <laughs> yep, I recognize that one from she a mile away. She even has like the sunglasses of defiance on. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like she wears sunglasses at the field trips. Like she's wearing them in the, yeah. the museum. She or wears when, them at the or zoo. Or when Joyce is trying to talk to her about her feelings. Oh, yeah. She wears her sunglasses. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the sunglasses they're, of defiance. They're her, they're her deflector shields. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cordy, on her way to a very ill-advised meetup, bumps into Willow, and al- although she doesn't apologize, she doesn't yell at Willow for getting in her way either, as she most definitely would have if she was still season one Cordy. Oh, yeah. Especially early season one Cordy. <laughs> so I'd consider that progress. Uh, in terms of human interaction, you have to grade Cordy on a curve, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, well done, Cordy. Uh, anyway, as the Scoobies watch, Cordelia has a rendezvous with some douches in a douche mobile. And now I'm going to point out her red shirt. Yeah, danger. Yeah. Danger. Yep. <laughs> avoid, Girl. avoid Cordy. <laughs> <laughs> Here we have, uh, apparent but not actual head douche Richard and his... <laughs> 
supposedly subservient, but not really friend Tom. He's <laughs> a bit of an Uncle Tom, if you will. <laughs> He's such a fucker. Uh, they invite Cordelia to a frat party because they're frat guys and that's what they do. And Tom, over Cordy's fake laugh, has taken an interest in an unsuspecting Buffy and wants her to attend as well. Now, we will talk a lot about Buffy's terrible, perhaps bleeding, tragic, if you will, taste in men. (laughs) But Tom may have the worst taste in women ever because he has now picked out the one girl in all the world who can totally destroy the demon-worshipping scheme that has kept his fraternity members and their entire families flush for a very, very long time. Well, maybe maybe he's caught on to that demon thing about being really smart and really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, well, he's stupid <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> I think perhaps the thing making him stupid is misogyny. Yeah, it does do that. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. I don't think it goes the other way around. I'd like to think. It's like a it's like a disease. <laughs> it's quite it's like Kreuzfeld Jacob's disease. You, get, you start getting sexist and all of a sudden it's like eating your brain. <laughs> like a what is it primordial misogyny that we deal with later? Oh yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Cordy does it about face talking about how uh, very close she and Buffy are and sets out to try <laughs> to convince her that going to a frat party is a great idea. Xander has just launched into tempting Willow and Buffy with another Indian movie night when Cordy grabs Buffy and starts dragging her towards the frat guys. Buffy is not excited, nor is Cordelia. (laughs) (laughs) She presents Buffy to Richard, who immediately calls her sweetheart, freaking all of us out very much, including Buffy. He continues to be disgusting, and Tom, of course, steps in all nice guy and starts being all self-deprecating and cute. Uh, Obviously, you can't see the quotes I put around cute, but they are most certainly (laughs) there. And this technique will always, always, always work on Buffy. Oh, God. I, I kind of, I feel like someone should have let Faith in on this information. Like, <laughs> if she had just acted like a meek, bumbling idiot rather than a sexy badass, the show would have been way different. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, I don't understand her attraction to Angel at this point because right. he is, like, the opposite of this. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand. But she didn't kick his ass when she first saw him. Well, it, but it's, it's, it's really, true. But it's, it's the... <laughs> but their meet cute was, I mean, she hated him for a long time, right? That's true. <laughs> he was so. attractive in an annoying sort yeah, of way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but the, the like, <laughs> like at first sight thing that with mm-hmm. Buffy, they have to be bumbling Well, I think fuckers. they seem like nice, normal boys. I right. think she's trying to do the, the nice, normal Yeah, I, I think she speaks the language of rom-com. Yeah, totally. Yeah. As, as many who grew up in the 90s did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but you think Buffy, after the fifth time, <laughs> please stop it <laughs> please please stop doing that seriously <laughs> so uh, Willow and Xander are listening in and Xander calls bullshit uh, immediately uh, thinking there's no way Buffy is going to fall for this uh, sorry Xander I don't understand it either uh, Tom says that Richard isn't his friend and blah blah he only joined the frat because it's family tradition of demon feeding or blah, whatever blah, 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 he blah. says that the fr- parties are so dull and really really <laughs> dull and Buffy this guy is lying directly to your face now so punching him in it is an option. You should really hone. Yeah, hone punching douchebags in the face. Yeah. 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 She will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Buffy says that she can't attend because she's involved with someone. And just then Giles calls to her. So she leaves in a nice and non-face punching way. The Greek chorus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam, Xander says that he uh, hates the, the guys with all their privilege and getting everything they want. And Willow points out all the other ways that their lives are awesome. <laughs> Training with Giles results in the same outcome we've seen and enjoyed many times before, with Buffy completely kicking his ass. In the cemetery, Buffy actually is doing a very thorough job of patrolling, to the point where she finds Callie's bracelet on the ground. Angel, it seems, has been indulging in his favorite and most dangerous pastime, (laughs) sneaking up on the Slayer. He's like standing next to a headstone when we pan past him. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's gonna get <laughs> like, dude. I don't understand how he well, lived long enough to get his own show. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Buffy's right when she says, "Go ahead, kick my ass." <laughs> like when she didn't like, mean kick, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe there's a certain no. She's like, I know you've been wanting to. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe like, he does. maybe he really does want to get in a fight with the Slayer, but he doesn't want to be the one to initiate it. <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe he just wants to like spar with her. He wants like slappy fight. Spar, spar, spar. Yeah, and then I would not else. sneak up on a Slayer. No. I would just be like, Hey, do you want to spar? Uh, I would because sneaking up on a Slayer, you never know how it's going to go. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, it doesn't go that much better for Giles when he does want to spar either. <laughs> So uh, he pops up to tell her the bracelet has blood on it. He knows because he can smell it. I really, <laughs> I really I don't think coming. vampires who are trying to woo Slayers should mention the smelling thing. <laughs> um, Buffy, back to Slayer CSI, uh, says that it, the bracelet size suggests a female owner. Uh, Buffy, uh, for some reason not minding the smelling thing, sort of hints to Angel about dating, and he responds with several things you should never say to anyone <laughs> you like who has just summed up the cur- summoned up the courage to ask you out. Okay, pretty much everything he says is right out of the Never Do This handbook, although I will <laughs> note that each individual thing Angel says here is worse than the way that Buffy turned down Xander's invitation to the dance in Prophecy Girl. Yes, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. He finishes by telling her that this isn't a fairy tale and that when he kisses her, she doesn't wake up from a deep sleep and live happily ever after. And Buffy says, when you kiss me, I want to die, and then runs off. Yeah. I think this is why she doesn't mind the smelling thing, because she (laughs) wants to be a vampire. Yeah, I think she really does. She wants to die. She wants to be a vampire. Like, that, it doesn't seem... I think she's phrasing it and saying it in a way that will get to him. She's doing that thing where you're like purposefully trying to get to somebody. That Buffy thing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but that just kind of that teenage girl thing. Yeah. You know, like Buffy is like the master at that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like totally. She is also the slayer at that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so like I do think it's that that death wish thing kind of kicking in. Yeah. Um I mean it, it's yeah. kind of it's almost like she's gotten past the point where she wishes she had actually died, you know, at the master's hands and everything. Right. But now thinking well being a vampire Mm -hmm. that wouldn't be so bad yeah yeah still powerful could still probably kill vampires yeah could be with angel because he does i mean something that it would make you with defiance disorder Mm -hmm. for example if someone just keeps bringing up well i'm this old and you're gonna age and i'm not well fine make me so i don't age and then eventually i can be as old as you right screw you (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely and but what's confusing to me is it sounds like he's arguing with himself more than he's arguing Absolutely. with her. He's saying, if this keeps going, we're going to sleep together. I don't know what that's going to do. You know, like. And he really doesn't know what it's going to do. Yeah. He, he doesn't really, know that what it does is going to happen. No, because if he did, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> that guy has more restraint than anybody ever. A lot. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> until he doesn't. But. <laughs> he's a cold. Well, he kid. was cold. <laughs> <laughs> he'd been out in the rain. He was freezing cold. <laughs> He has uh, no body heat he can generate by himself. That old rag. <laughs> <laughs> Oldest chick in the book. I'm a cold, yeah. wet vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he keeps pushing her away because he doesn't want to get serious. Right. So this is, I think he's he's speaking harshly to himself more than he is her. Yeah. He needs to work on directing that in the right direction. Yeah, he totally I'm, does. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of those hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they hurt me. I was just watching on TV like, ow, ow. Yeah. Angel, calm oh, yeah, down. And, well, and, and then he gets all... all poetic and Shakespearean mm-hmm. like these vampires tend to do the like when I kiss you you're not going to wake up from some fairy tale it's like what do you is 
Where do you think I am? Right. Like, <laughs> Vampire <I'm> Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> I have died once already, and I will die many times. Yes. <laughs> before like, the show is over. This isn't, you know, I don't know what you're expecting, dude, because he could just give in to this experience of being her nice little boyfriend right. and make her life better. Absolutely. But he doesn't. He's resisting it. Yeah, and I mean, and, and poor Buffy. I mean, she she knows what it's like for Slayers. She's got a pretty good idea that she's not going to make it long. Yeah. I mean, she makes it long, uh-huh. <laughs> I got to say, even though she just died quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, she knows she's got a pretty good idea she's not going to make it to 40, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, there's no there's absolutely no reason to acknowledge the age difference that much. I mean, we just said that it's kind of weird and difficult. And it everything. is weird and difficult. And, but and if and I honestly I, if he were he brings it up but he does it in such a sort of an insulting way. It's like, it kind of negates the actual issue of the age difference. Like you don't, there's yeah. no way for you two to really understand where you're coming from, especially since you don't communicate at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, He's still trying to integrate himself into society a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, and so is she in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's definitely dealing with his own little demons. Yeah. Over yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he did kill his last girlfriend yes fairly recently for his uh future girlfriend yeah yeah for his kind of on again off again don't even know what this is right person so he's probably got his own cross yeah. to bear but so he kind to speak. of puts it all on her which is oh he totally does which is totally not cool yeah but you know like, i mean he's been he's been i mean i understand i understand totally why he is so harsh about it because mm-hmm. he just doesn't he's not that good yeah. with people yet um, totally, but he is super harsh. And harsh, yeah. And he treats he's, he pretty basically is, is like you're just a little kid. You will never understand. And she's like, mm-hmm. "Hi, I'm a vampire slayer who's already yeah. died once. Yeah, my watcher, my first watcher is fucking dead. I've been through a lot of shit." And he doesn't acknowledge that she's been through a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. even though he was pretty much there, right? Because from what we find out later, he probably watched her first watcher die. I would think so. He probably saw that, or at least knew about it. Because he had to follow her to Sunnydale. Well, and, you know, if he, if he sees the first Watcher in L.A. and goes to Sunnydale and that Watcher's not there, he can pretty much conclude that that yeah. Watcher is dead. You can just go, <laughs> boink, boink, boink. Those yeah. dots connect. Exactly. Yeah. And he's a smart guy. He, yeah. You know. Definitely. Yeah, so she's been through a lot of shit and he doesn't acknowledge it and he handles it poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, and he's saying if we sleep together, you won't be able to handle it, essentially, right? Yeah, you right? won't be able to handle like, it. You won't be able when, to handle um, it. Who's the one who can't handle it? Angel? Yeah. Who's the one who can't handle it? That would be you. <laughs> <laughs> it's called transference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it projection? Oh, projection. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Usually Buffy's the master of projection, yeah. so they're perfect together. They both project and they don't communicate. It's perfect. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> they really are soulmates. But that's why Spike is so special to her later, because he acknowledges what she is as a slayer. So, yes, there is something well, different. And, and, and I don't necessarily ship either one of them more than the other. Yeah, no, I, I don't either. There's, yeah, um, yeah it, it's like, well, it's like if you could mix the two of them, you'd have the perfect boyfriend for Buff. Oh, okay. I just... Well, who's a perfect mixture of both of them? But she doesn't have a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Impulsive. <laughs> yep. Redemption. Mm-hmm. Understands what it is to be a slayer. Right. But she doesn't have the perspective, and I think Buffy likes that perspective of the older gentleman. But later in the in yeah. the series, when she comes back. That's true. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, I guess that, that is where we start to see, uh, you know, like once Spike goes over to Angel, they are working as shadow selves. They kind of need each other. Yes. <laughs> it's a symbiotic <laughs> relationship. It, it really is. <laughs> see, that's the one I ship. 
Mm. <laughs> well, and, and that ship doesn't <laughs> conflict with my ship, so it's perfect. No, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it I actually mean, makes my ship easier. That's true. Well, and, I, and I'm going to go off on it. We're already on a tangent, but I'm going to go further. Um, I, I don't like it when people ask the question, who do you think was better for Buffy, Angel, or Spike? They were both necessary. Like, right. not... I don't understand why we demand things of our fictional characters that right. we don't ask of ourselves. Yeah, they, they are who she needs at the time. Exactly. They have the relationship. They move on. Yeah. It's it ends not, yeah. in a natural way. Right. And so there's no, you don't have to no have the, the one true love thing with the mm-hmm. first guy you're with or the second guy you're with or the fifth guy you're with. Yeah. Whatever. Or you might have it with the, th- the second or third and then something happens to them and you just keep going. Right. Like, but I don't understand why we keep demanding or requesting of our, our fictional characters that they find the one person that we first ship them with, and then that's who they're going to be with, and that's what's perfect, and that's the one they're supposed to be with, or that they were wrong, right? and then they're supposed to be with the other one. I just don't... Yeah, no. I don't go for that. I'm not into the Team Edward... Te- well, I mean, I'm not into that at all. But, you know, like... <laughs> How dare you speak of that on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I will go flog myself... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> go flog myself in the kitchen. Um, but no, I, I just, that's something that bothers me because I think Angel is really good for her where she is right now. Yeah. And Not uh, in this episode, but later episodes. Well, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah when, when they get cooking, yeah, when life. they get cooking, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even later, so they have the, the hiatus because of obvious <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. And then they have their moment getting back and they actually investigate if that would work and then they decide it doesn't. So, you know, I think that's pretty cut and dried. And then her experience with Spike is something completely different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, her experience with Faith is also some complete, something completely different. Um, so she needs all of those. Yeah. I Notice I'm not mentioning the R word. Because <laughs> that was just... <laughs> Let's say she did not take many steps forward in that relationship, <laughs> in her growth course, as a person. I guess he was also what she wanted at the time. She needed to. She, we know she loves to self-damsel. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> self-damsel yeah. is what she does. And he, he acts like all stupid like Tom at first. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, he, he's totally that guy. Um, but, yeah, I had a point I was getting to. Oh, yeah. I do think, uh, after all of that, I'm going to put in my two cents and say, I do think that if there's a soulmate for, for Buffy, it is Angel. But neither one of them I would agree. can be supernatural for it to work. I would agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know which we want to get into, but mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm willing to lay it down and then investigate as we go. But Yeah, yeah because there is saying, an episode on Angel where we investigate that God, exact thing. We do, and it breaks my heart, and, and that's what convinces yeah, me about this. It pulls my heart out and kicks it across the room. Yeah, is what it does. every single time. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, and honestly, that... <laughs> That's why I'm kind of an advocate of of the the faith of Buffy thing because and and I'll I'll do a whole there's a whole little thing that I do mm-hmm. to convince people that faith is basically Angel's sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and when we get there, it's going to blow your mind. It's true, and yeah. so um, you know if she can't be with Angel because mm-hmm. she can't, there are so many qualities in Angel that Faith has, especially at the end when she's on a redemption arc. Yeah, um, that I think they'd be really good for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Sometimes Buffy's a little bit too much of a bitch, and I want Faith to be happy, (laughs) so this is very difficult for me. (laughs) But it's kind of like like Xander's really terrible until he gets with somebody who balances him out. Right, and and we know for sure that if they were both in a healthy place, uh, the two Slayers, the Mm -hmm. main Slayers, the Chosen Two, uh, then, I mean, they're two sides of the same coin. They're yin and yang, and they're perfectly 
fit into that. So mm-hmm. you, the yin and the yang can never be separated. They have to be a whole thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Where it's Angel is a whole, you know, like a whole one shade of gray, and Buffy's a whole other shade of gray. Right. And they <laughs> they really can't mix. Right. They balance each other, not, too. Yeah, not while he's a vampire. Yeah. Well, like I said. Never while like he's said, a vampire. Quite a while ago. Excuse me. I think it was in Angel, actually. Um, they balance each other, too, perfectly. Yeah. And well, so yeah, it's, it's the whole each other the out. sun and moon thing where they uh-huh. can't be in the sky at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I do think if there is such a thing as a soulmate Absolutely. for Buffy, it is completely Angel, and that's why yes. he is here, and that's why his name is Angel, and that's why he's there for all of these significant events in her life. Absolutely, I completely agree. Yeah. So, and <laughs> they actually could have been together if Angel would stop giving up his chance to be human. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. I mean, but he has this. He and Buffy has some similarities. <laughs> Just saying. Why do you keep shooting yourself in the foot? I'm yeah. very confused. You just keep doing it. You just keep shooting yourself right in the foot. Well, redemption. Yeah. 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 Redemption by shooting yourself in the foot over and over again. I guess that yeah. works. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Well, we will get there. But anyway, that, that's my spiel. That's my, uh, that's my sideline for the moment. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, and, oh I, okay. I do want to mention uh, another another thing that feeds into uh, our theory that perhaps Buffy would like to be made undead. Mm. So <laughs> um, she was just barely talking to Giles about how hard it is uh, to be enemies with the same kinds of things that the guy she's you know not dating is, and um, and she and I mean she's already the living dead girl, so maybe she just. <laughs> Doesn't think it's such a jump to be living undead girl like, at this am point. I you have know? to play living dead girl at the end of this podcast. No, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Link in the show notes. It's a good song. <laughs> it is, and it'll be so important later. I oh, can't yeah. even tell you. It is so it's sort of a magnum link. opus to a lot of. Buffy oh my the goodness! Vamp- I mean, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, the, yeah it's like made flesh kind of a thing later totally. on. Totally. So um, <clears throat> at school the next day, Cordelia finds Buffy and launches into what I would describe as... Okay, I can't describe it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to do a dramatic reading of this amazing moment in television history? I, uh, let me see if I can do this justice here. I can't quite get all the inflections, but... <laughs> Buffy, did you lose weight? And your hair! All right, I respect you too much to be dishonest. The hair is a little... Well, that really isn't the point here, is it? The Zeta Kappas have to have a certain balance in their party, and Richard explained it all to me, but I was so busy really listening that I didn't hear much. Anyway, the deal is that they need you to go, and if you don't go, I can't. And I'm talking about Richard Anderson, okay? As in Anderson Farms, Anderson Aeronautics, Anderson Cosmetics. You see why I have to go, Buffy. These men are rich, and I am not being shallow. Think of all the poor people I could help with all of my money. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) Brava. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. I love it. Oh, Cordy. Oh, Cordy's just a fantastic person. I love her so much. She's so so, so fucking awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> clearly thinking of how her relationship with Angel is going absolutely nowhere, Buffy agrees to go. Cordy is excited, declaring that they're like sisters with really different hair. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be important later yeah. too. Uh, and, and her hair in this scene is a little um, 
different. Yeah, it is. It is a little different. And she's wearing flowers again mm-hmm. after her argument with <laughs> Angel. Yes. And so she's blo- Cordy's back wearing the blossoming womanhood. Yeah, totally. And Cordy's wearing red again. <laughs> danger. 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 Buffy. Danger. danger. Yeah. Notice that Buffy's not in danger. No. She's asleep. <laughs> yes, exactly. She'll be fine. <laughs> She'll be just fine. She's just fine. <laughs> and Buffy has this look on her face like, I agreed to what again? <laughs> well, I think like giving over to her shadow self. Yeah. Too. Like she's just, she's handing it over. She's just yeah. like, you know what? You take it. I'm sick. Yeah. I'm sick of this. I don't want it anymore. It's bullshit. Like, my boyfriend's not getting along with me. My watcher's <laughs> doing all kinds of shit. My friends are being weird. Like, you should have seen who my heart was dating last time. <laughs> just fucking take the reins, girl. You take me somewhere. Like, just do it. Shadow self, take the wheel. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I've had friends like that. I meet them. I'm like, you're crazy, and we're doing something crazy, but cool. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll just keep some extra cash in my pocket <laughs> for a cap. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going and why are we in the sandbasket? <laughs> this would be great. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, in the frat house of rape and nastiness, the frat <laughs> guys are doing one of the many things we all assume they do in there and performing some kind of ritual with bloodletting and pledges and of devotion to something called Makita. And we're probably like two seconds from them raping each other <laughs> or someone or whoever. Well, one of them does get, you know, rather sorted. Yes. Yeah. Just the tip, though. Oh, yeah, he just puts tip in. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly, uh, Richard is the one doing the cutting with his phallic name and his phallic pointy object. <laughs> then, of course, they start with the chugging of beer. Naturally, Richard takes this opportunity to smarmily menace Kelly, who is chained to a wall. Kelly looks like she's losing hope, but hang on, Kelly. Buffy will be there in a few. <laughs> <laughs> At school, Willow expresses surprise that Buffy has decided to go to a fat party. She asks why, and Buffy says, Angel, uh, Willow, a fluffy little spirit that she is, thinks that means Angel is her date to the frat party, but Buffy Aww. says it's Cordelia. So, homecoming actually is Buffy and Cordy's second date. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Go Buffy! Buffy. <laughs> She's a catch, man. <laughs> also, I like Xander's heart is, or Xander's shirt is like all about the heart shocker here. It's not the right color, but he's just like got this big thing that's like warm, warm, warm. Interesting. Yeah, and he is so Greek chorusy in this episode, right? Willow are the Greek chorus. They totally are are in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) His his, like his little talking behind her this whole way. I, I want to bottle it. It's so well, good. Especially, he says, he says that Cordelia is much better for Buffy than Angel, so he totally ships him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to go be in his bunk, though. <laughs> <laughs> I would, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> So Xander is momentarily supportive of the light angel bashing that Buffy is doing until he realizes <laughs> that she really is going to date a frat guy. Xander points out that the the uh, frying pan versus fire situation here, and I so totally agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the, the cut away from that where he's left alone, he's like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know frying pan, fire? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the library alone, Giles is having fun with swords. <laughs> I mean, we've all done this in our lives, haven't we? Uh, when he's busted, he tosses the sword into the book cage and kicks the door shut, asking how patrol went the night before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, 
I, I can't find my confirmation of it, but I see. I feel like I read somewhere that Tony Head is a like fence, fencing champion or something. He looked pretty hot with that sword. Yeah, he did. He got yeah. some moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and if you've been in theater, which he did, he went to like the Royal Academy of Acting or something like that. You you get yeah, he's a lot of, a sword, lot practice, of yeah. sword training, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. a like a lot, especially if you're doing Shakespeare. Oh yes, because yeah, because you don't want to um, cut off your coworkers' head. No, you really don't. <laughs> I've seen some impressive stuff because we are we are in Salt Lake, which mm-hmm. is pretty close to Cedar City, home of Indeed. the Utah Shakespearean Festival, which is, as far as I know, one of the best ones in the country. It is. It is really stunningly good. It is. Um, and I saw one there. It was Hamlet, and the last duel was about probably eight minutes long. And they were doing it with a short sword in one hand and a rapier yeah. in the other. They did, when I was down there, they did that way too. Oh my god! Yeah. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to have skills. Absolutely. Sword skills. If you're getting anywhere near a Shakespeare play, you've got to not be crazy with the swords. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I actually, I was actually offered a job down there. I auditioned and was offered a job. I, I have heard that it is extremely challenging and exhausting, but completely worth it. Yeah. Well, they wanted me to move to Cedar City, though, and that was a deal breaker. Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. I just, I can't. Oh, man. Well, and I had the really long hair mm-hmm. back then, and they wanted me to cut my hair. To my shoulders yeah. and moved down there. They and weren't doing stayed. production of Rapunzel or something? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> they said well, it had to go for the wig department. I'm like, I am the wig department. Um, <laughs> Do you not see my hair? <laughs> yes, I, I am made for safe fit. Um, yeah, so they, they had a whole bunch of, of writers and stipulations, and the pay wasn't great, and they wanted me to be in their housing and stuff. And it would have been, if I had just not kind of convinced myself to not be an actor anymore, my life would be very different right now. But I was good enough that I was offered a job with the Utah Shakespearean. That is Festival. awesome. So I'll just put that feather in my cap and go on. As you should. Yes, and I did audition. <laughs> Very so, nice. And I, my audition piece was uh, Tybalt's Mab oh, speech. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. It was fun. I did that <laughs> and the Telltale Heart. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. So, anyway, <laughs> just toot my own heart. <laughs> As you should. Yes. I, I would totally brag about that. Yeah. But if you were coming through Utah, go through Cedar City. Mm-hmm. It's windy and it's boring and there's nothing else to do but just go to the Shakespearean Festival. Yes. Yeah. It's an experience. I mean, they built their own Globe Theater. It's oh, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. They have just amazing actors. They don't always do Shakespeare. You can go to the dinner yeah, where there's like the wenches and the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's way fun. <laughs> so, yeah, just plan that trip. Do it. And there's yeah. hiking nearby. There's mm-hmm. uh, Flaming Gorge and hiking. And, and, uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. and, and yeah. Moab isn't that far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's fun. That's our, that's our little PSA for Utah. Come to Utah. <laughs> Utah, beautiful. It is pretty. Yeah, it's gorgeous. There's lots of stuff to do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Buffy tells Giles about the bracelet, which has the letters E and T on it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm already laughing about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Willow notes that this looks familiar to her. Uh, Buffy mentions the blood, saying that Angel <laughs> spelled it. And Xander says, there's a, there's a guy you want to party with. Uh, you will by the end of the episode, Xander. Hilariously, Giles sniffs the bracelet. <laughs> Anthony Stewart had his amazing <laughs> sniff sniff. Because yeah. you would, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, well, I can I well, smell blood? I guess I can. Because <laughs> I mean, I would want to, you know, know what if vampire sense of smell is that much better than mine. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so subtle. It's so good. <laughs> so uh, Willow, becoming more jaded with each episode, thinks that blood in Hellmouth Town is pretty much par for the course. <laughs> 
Uh, Xander tried to keep Buffy away from the frat party, and as much as I've objected to his attempts to sabotage her dating life before, I totally agree with him now. Suggests that Buffy should most definitely patrol tonight while they research the bracelet. Giles agrees, but Buffy lies badly, as it is is her way. And note Giles' red vest. Yeah. (laughs) So he's being lied to. Yeah. This hurts. Uh, So that uh, she lies that she has homework and her mom is sick, and she's also sick because they're sick, both of them, right now, suddenly. And if you watch the Scoobies... They're horrified. They're horrified. It's so uncomfortable. They cannot even deal with it at all. And Giles, they are Buffy's background music. You need to watch them. (laughs) You need to see what's going on. They're the Greek chorus. Keep an eye on the Greek chorus. And they always are assembled around her just (laughs) like that. Yes, they are. (laughs) They just need like a lyre and like a robe. (laughs) And a (laughs) (laughs) They need to go get their costumes from the talent show. (laughs) They do. Oh my God, they do. Go get your Oedipus costume. Just follow Buffy around. Yep. Giles buys it and is concerned about both Buffy and Joyce letting her off the hook immediately. Buffy's heart and spirit are just flipping out that she lied to her mind. And seriously, Buffy, you can't have all your parts in an uproar. Bad things will happen like you drinking something at a frat party. That should be be the second rule of slaying. Number one, don't die. Number two, don't ever consume anything at a frat party. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's a good one. (laughs) Or don't consume, just in general. Rule of life. Don't go to one. Don't go to a frat party. (laughs) And if someone you don't know well walks up and just hands you a drink, take theirs. Yeah, absolutely. Hand them yours, take theirs. It's better to get mono than roofied. (laughs) So true. (laughs) And if you want a drink. But I would just, I think it's a good, like, psych out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, nah, I'm going to take yours. I'll just take yours. And then when they come up and they try and do it again, they try and fake you out. They have their own. And that's the one that's roofied. Take the guy next to them. <laughs> Just reach over and take somebody else's drink and hand them yours. <laughs> Just fuck with them. And then, like, toss the one you took out anyway. <laughs> that's why God made plants in, plot, in pots at parties. Just dump everything in there. But but make sure what you're dumping it in is the same color as what, what oh, you're holding. Fuck that, man. Just do right in front of them. Yeah, I'm boring out your drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking forward to Wesley in Angel. <laughs> yeah, I know. With, I love that. With another I beverage. I love that. <laughs> That is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Willow has a much better idea of what goes on at frat parties than Buffy does, saying that there will be drinking and orgies. Sander is intrigued. <laughs> Buffy she ins- has access to the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Buffy insists that her 24-7 slaying schedule is in- has entitled her to a night of fun. True, but this is not going to be fun. Uh, later yeah. in the lounge, Cordelia is briefing Buffy on the rules of their date. <laughs> No wearing a black chiffon or spandex. Which she wears all of them. Yeah, I'm just going to put there. (laughs) (laughs) And no doing the weird thing with her hair. (laughs) You know, that thing. (laughs) The thing. The thing. (laughs) Be interested and polite and do the fake laugh and most definitely lie to Joyce. (laughs) Xander and Willow approach. Xander is eating a power bar. So nice continuity touch there from uh, when she was bad in the Mm -hmm. prop department. Very nice work. Xander again implies that Cordelia is a big slut. And Cordy slams his social status, rendering him speechless once more. <laughs> I just see this all as like, just take off your clothes, guys. I think he's calling her a slut because he's hoping. Yeah, and he yeah. will continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how easy would you have to be to uh, go? Sleep with me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easier than she is. <laughs> Which we are not easy shaming. We are not slut shaming. No, no. We are all about sex or empowerment. I, I am. Pro- how do you put this? I'm pro slut. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I go am. out and get. I mean, our sexual hero in the show is Faith. Totally, <laughs> absolutely. I am. I am absolutely pro sex, pro slut. Yeah, like just it, like get tested, wear a condom, yep, stay safe, use the dental dams. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, have fun. S- saran wrap works better. Yeah, 
wraps from the lesbian. <laughs> just saying to the listeners, you know, is a dental dam used saran wrap? Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never use that information, but good to know. Yeah. I, I, I probably will. Some someone will be like crying on my shoulder, and I'll be like, "Oh, you'll, actually, you'll use the information." By what I hear, passing it on. yeah. What I hear yeah. is that Saran Wrap works better for that. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, Buffy asks if they'd like to sit down, but they opt for the, co- the couches instead. Cordelia has a couple more tips for Buffy, who responds with not so much a face palm, but a face table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they put the the uh, book there. Which makes me think that she at some point put her head down a little too hard on the table, Absolutely. so they gave her something. She like, went a little too method little, and went wham. Yeah. It's just like in uh, in the Firefly movie Serenity, Nathan Fillion just beat himself up with that last fall because he really wanted it to look right, and he was like his whole face was swollen for a day, and they couldn't shoot. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. He's dedicated. Yeah. So uh, on the couch, the Greek chorus is still having trouble believing that Buffy lied to Giles and is also going to a frat party. And that'll happen when you try to merge with your shadow self when there isn't a big bat around. Yeah. Uh, and another nice bit of continuity, Willow demonstrates her fondness for power bars by taking Xander's. And I fall over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I didn't, didn't really notice it before. Yeah, it you know, when I watch it. It's amazing. Every time you watch this show, you see something else. Absolutely. Every single like, time. When, when we rewatch it after we're totally done with the podcast, we're going to be like, oh, fuck. I yeah. missed so much stuff. We're going to have to do like a retouch or something. A multiple <laughs> addenda. Yes. yes. <laughs> addenda. Addenda. I believe it would be addenda. Addenda. Yes. I love plurals. They're so confusing. I know. <laughs> Latin is just fucking confusing. It is, yeah. <laughs> I, I still want to know the plural for apocalypse. Uh, apocalypses, I believe. Really? That sounds so... Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. I know. I'll look it up. Okay. Look <laughs> it up in Latin, too. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just apocalypses. God damn it. I'll figure it out. I'll find something cooler. Yeah, I think it is apocalypses. Huh. No matter how you slice it. Because apocalypses just sounds like a lot of ellipses. <laughs> just waiting, waiting. Just a bunch Still of waiting. Three dots thrown around. <laughs> yeah, totally. it's a, bunch like, of, a huge bunch of little dots. Yeah. Dot, dot, so dots. Apocalypses sounds like when you're waiting for someone to reply to your text, and you can just see them typing and then mm-hmm. deleting and typing and deleting mm-hmm. forever and ever and ever. Yeah, yeah. That's that's apocalypses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still apocalypses. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. (laughs) So Xander announces that he will be going to the frat party to make sure Buffy stays unraped. Uh, Willow thinking, (laughs) Willow's thinking it has something to do with the orgies, and Xander and I are sure she's not wrong. Uh, (laughs) This little exchange is also great. It's it's adorable. It is. Yeah. Like they're so in sync. I I I love when Xander is not being an asshole to Willow. Yes. I love that. Yes. I, me too. When when they're in sync and they're talking almost like one person, uh-huh. they're just doing the little yin yang dance. Yeah, it's it so makes cute. Me so happy. Yeah. Uh, Cordelia pulls up outside the frat house of rape and nastiness, like she's still driving through the school, and smacks into the car in front of her. <laughs> is this the point where we see the, the artfully boarded up window, or is that earlier? That's later. <laughs> oh, <is it>? yeah. <laughs> Uh, Buffy is having second thoughts, and but reluctantly goes into the party. Some frat guys yell at girls at the party, as you'd expect. Uh, and so we're going to point out here that Buffy's fashion defiance disorder is in full effect, as she's <laughs> wearing a little black dress. Her shadow self, after trying to convince her not to wear black chiffon or spandex, is wearing a light blue dress, which yes. I think is make it made of silk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's also the wooby blue. I think it's the lavender. <laughs> and, and you notice, of course, that Buffy is wearing black chiffon. And spandex. Yes, <laughs> all of them. So she's like, fuck you. I wear whatever I want on our date. <laughs> she, just, she just doesn't hear don't. 
<laughs> no, she hears it. She yeah, she hears does. Don't. No, she like, totally oh, really? does. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. That was really cute. And she has even curlier hair. It's like she figured out what the thing was with her hair, and she's like, I'm going to turn it to 11. Right. <laughs> no, you're fine. You are totally fine. If you ever need comfy headphones that don't have a mic, by the way, Amazon, 10 bucks. What kind? They're Amazons. Oh, Amazon. oh, the Amazon Choice or whatever? Yeah, and they, they fold flat. Ah, nice. Which is good for packing. But yeah, they're just super comfy, hmm. and they block out... A lot of sound. Nice. So I usually hate over the ears, but. Very nice. Yes. I can wear these for long periods of time. Till we are recording, like, yes. Yeah. Like three hours of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Richard sees them and hands them drinks filled with roofies. Uh, Buffy wonders. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy wonders if there's alcohol in them and that's the least of her problems. <laughs> uh, she finds out there is and sets the drink now, down. And pro tip, Buffy, smile, say thank you. And just kind of hold on to the thing until you can find a quiet place to pour it into a, you know, like I'm saying, a plant yeah. or down the drain. Oh, and I then, have to pee. Where's the bathroom? Yeah. And well, then you take a beer out of the fridge yourself and open it yourself and don't let it out of your sight. Anyway, yes. <laughs> naturally, Richard is an asshole about the drink situation. <laughs> and Cordy happily goes along with him because she's Cordelia. Uh, and they leave Buffy. After knowing an eerie amount of detail about the frat house. Yeah, she's been stalking that thing. She's been like driving <laughs> yeah. by looking in windows. She's just been mm-hmm. jacked. Yeah, she's she's doing the predator. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she, she's an apex predator. Well, yeah, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to dating, as we will find out later, Cordelia is, is the, slayer. the slayer. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> climbing down the walls. Like, oh, look at those TVs. Yeah, and she's just as good at closeting herself as Buffy is. Yeah, she's like, oh, you mean the blah 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 blah? Oh no, show me. <laughs> yeah. If these guys were nice, they'd be like, um, no. They'd be a little freaked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they uh, <laughs> they leave Buffy standing by herself. And this, gentle listeners, is why smartphones are one of the greatest inventions in human history. You can be by yourself at a party and seem very, very busy. Yes. <laughs> you can be texting your friends, OMG, so bored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Xander pokes his head in a side window, looks around, climbs in, and falls to the ground. The lyrics of this song that are the song that are playing are fantastic. Here, it's she walks into a room. Xander falls to, through the window with a thud, and then all the eyes eyes are upon her. Clever show, very. And, and it clever. says Alexandra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Alexandra. So, yeah. So and soon he will be dressed like Alexandra. Yes, apparently. And, and he is Alexander. Mm-hmm. So I know it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Someone found that and they're like, we have to use this. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so good. Yeah. Especially the timing <laughs> and the thud. Oh, so, so fantastic. So uh, he snags a drink from a tray carried by a pledge. Uh, he looks for Buffy, but is distracted by girls and hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, of course. Uh, Buffy <laughs> is still looking remarkably uncomfortable without a smartphone. She picks her drink up, puts it down again, fidgets. Some random guy across the room kind of toasts her, but mostly wants her to take a drink. She takes a small sip. It looks like, Buffy, don't do that. Yeah, don't, 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 don't. She don't. No, she's noticed by one of the drunk guys who were hooting at women earlier in the party, and she, and he makes a run at her, showing how out of the, her element she is. She doesn't seem to even consider discreetly kneeing this douche fuck in the balls or anything. She oh, just, I know. She just stands there until Tom saves her. And Buffy, you're the fucking slayer. Yeah. You can handle this kind of situation. <laughs> and, okay, show of hands. Anybody else wish Faith was here to teach Buffy how to take care of herself at a party like this? Oh, yeah. I mean, the episode would have been more like, you know, hey, B. So the guy over there tried to roofie me, so I switched drinks with him. And before he passed out, he told me there's a giant snake in the basement. You want to go kill it? 
<laughs> she needs faith right now. Oh yeah, faith so they, would be dancing with these guys, the snake, make come them crazy, up, beat yeah. everybody up, and then just oh, yeah. pour all the liquor for all the chicks that are left. Absolutely, and have the worst hangover the next day. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, she would have the, the whole party eating out of her hand. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Buffy's dancing with Tom now, and he's continuing his charming, whatever, self-deprecating thing. Uh, she admits that she isn't in a relationship, but that she has the obligation she's neglecting. He encourages her to relax and enjoy herself and that there's such a thing as being too responsible. And this is, of course, in direct contrast to Angel basically calling her a kid before, so she likes that. He says the coast is clear from drunk guy, but she still wants to dance with him. Uh, Xander is uh, still having fun with girls and hors d'oeuvres, and the girls do seem to be entertained by him, so that should make him happy. <laughs> However, Richard and drunk guy and a few other assholes have noticed he's crashed the party, and they set out about uh, dealing him some punishment. They drag him off, chanting new pledge. Buffy wanders outside, looking a bit chilly in her little black dress, and notices a, uh, some broken glass on the ground. Slayer CSI kicks in nicely, though she doesn't <laughs> do anything with the intel. Uh, and she looks up and sees that uh, the window Callie broke uh, oh, yes, out yes. as, as the uh, artfully boarded up window. Yes, this yes. is so. This is so theater. You, yeah, you said it was like it was like theater class one hundred and one. Yeah, it's it's yeah. totally it's theater class one hundred and one. This is how you board up a window, like so. Like when you're doing streetcar named desire. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, like that's the way. So you have somebody break the window early on with the sugar glass, or maybe not even glass. Like you just have someone look like they're breaking a window, and then someone in back is like shattering something, right. you know, with a microphone. And then uh, later on, you have that, and it's just a screen with a light behind it, just showing those the, like, the yeah. little slats. The little slats, yeah. yeah. It, it, it angles. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah because, because that's not how you board up a window. <laughs> no, but it is wonderful shorthand for all of us who have ever seen anything. Exactly. Like, oh, that's a boarded up window. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love this small town aesthetic in yeah. Buffy. It's just like there's later on when we get to another uh, another season that like shipping crates look like shipping crates. Yep. From like the 20s <laughs> yep. that a stevedore would carry. <laughs> they sure do. What's a stevedore? What's a stevedore? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> What cracks me up every time? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> What's a stevedore cracks me up every single time I watch it. It's so good. <laughs> so uh, Tom joins Buffy and so does Richard. And Richard, with news of his recent financial success, is pushing another drink on her. So it's time to be extra cautious, Buffy. But Buffy has decided that responsibility is for sissies and she's going to cut loose. So she downs the drink. And we were yelling at the TV while we were watching this. Buffy, that is not good. <laughs> Stop, Buffy. Yes. Stop. However, if she didn't do it. I know. It's all She would have saved everybody. Movie. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But. <laughs> Don't do that, yeah. Buffy. Very bad. Pretend to drink the, drink the drink. Absolutely. Pretend to pass out. Absolutely. And then get locked up. <laughs> like do the thing where you've got the drink. You're like, hey, is that a badger? And they turn their heads and you throw it behind your shoulder. You're like, yeah. oh, this is so good. Uh huh. Yeah. Gee, I must be sleepy now because Gosh, I bet so you. Sleepy. I bet you put something in here to make me sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> but Buffy actually thinks that Tom is a good guy for whatever reason. She just she okay. What she does, she does the opposite of damseling. In a way, with men, because there are Man- so manzling? many men. She manzels. <laughs> Sounds like tassels hanging from a, a part. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, so she, what Buffy does is she meets men mm-hmm. and then assumes that they are whatever they pretend to be. Yes. And she kind of assumes they're all helpless. Like, yes. you couldn't possibly do any harm to me. You're acting like you a are, bumbling idiot, so you must be Exactly. One. Just like a lot of men meet any girl, anything with tits obviously needs their help yes. with everything. So it is manzling. 
Yeah, it's yeah. mansley. She mansles. Like <laughs> she loves these damsel guys. She right. likes this. It's it's just how um like how many times have we watched on TV men get sucked in by some demon dressed up in a little dress going, Oh, help me. Right. Yeah. Well, ain't a mummy girl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> About, you know, an hour ago, yeah. uh, <laughs> we saw this very thing. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. a very good point. So I think that's part of it. She's just really caught up in the romance of, of the Mansell. Well, he's just a really sweet guy. No, he's yeah. not. He just gave you a drink at a frat party. Run. Yep. Ah, she's not experienced enough for that. I know. Yeah. That's why she needs faith helper. Mm-hmm. Give her time. Well, once I bet once she has a little sister. I bet all of this, after Dawn comes around, doesn't even happen. It's something different. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because once you have a little sister, you start looking out for things I differently. Say, I am I am fascinated by the idea of, of what life was like with Don around. Yeah. I'm really interested in that. I think yeah. it's a couple of little I found a couple of little crumbs here and there after mm-hmm. it, but it's it's a... Uh, but yeah, I'm totally fascinated See, by that. Those would be fun comic books to have. So the first half of the comic book is how things are in the I've show somebody, and then the second half I've heard somebody made one where it's it's uh-huh. uh it's like Don's perspective on two episodes and she gets and they take stuff that happened to either Willow or Xander or something like that and make mm-hmm. it Donna's day. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'd, I'd be interested because I just don't think, I mean, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a big sister would be so much more aware of the potential dangers. Absolutely. Of things like frat parties and stuff Absolutely. than you wouldn't necessarily be for yourself. Because she has somebody to look out for her, and so she kind of thinks she knows about the world. But you get a little sister, you're like, okay, what shit could they get into? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So. I mean, I, I don't know. I was... I never would have gone to a frat party. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm like Willow where she knows what goes on at frat parties. And, you know, Buffy's like, no, it's not yeah. like that. Buffy. <laughs> I just. What did you think? Because so, Buffy believed Tom when he said it was going to be boring. Right. Buffy never believed the guy who's inviting you to the frat party. <laughs> yeah. But it is boring. It's super boring. It's horribly boring. That but looks not like the most happening. boring party ever. Yeah. It's it's boring, but not because nothing's happening. Right. It's boring because what's happening is disgusting, and you're trying not to look at it. And boring. Yeah, it's stupid mm-hmm. and 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 completely boring and yeah. horrible. Yeah. And probably really boring because well, no, I guess not boring because I'd just be looking at my phone the whole time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very important work business. Yeah. Assholes. <laughs> no, I'm not going to drink that. Stupid fuck. <laughs> <laughs> In the library, Giles and Willow are trying to figure out <laughs> what the word on the bracelet. Willow hits on Kent Preparatory School. She pulls up the newsletter, and indeed, there's a picture of Callie, who is, you know, obviously missing. Uh, of course, as with many activities involving groups that profess to be exclusively heterosexual, Xander's punishment from the frat involves sexual humi- humiliation involving lipstick and a bra, like we saw with the pledges earlier. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buffy is feeling the effects of the roofies. She looks for Tom. Buffy. You really look for Tom? <laughs> you are really looking for Tom right now? Yeah. Well, she thinks he's nice. Yeah, she thinks, oh, well, he, Richard must have just done this for no reason. Yeah. <sighs> uh, and she sees Xander and doesn't recognize him because, uh, why would she? Because, you know, the bra. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and stumbles upstairs. The frat guys are now spanking Xander with paddles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Buffy finds a bedroom and flops down in the bed. <laughs> and apologizes to the furniture, which I have done many times. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, that is kind of cute. Yeah. I don't even have to be drunk to do that. Like, I've, I've apologized to things at work. You know, <laughs> like, I used to work at a coffee shop with this little tiny back area, and I'd like go in there and bump into something. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, like, and, then, and then I would say never mind out loud to the thing I just apologized <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm more like Cordelia with inanimate <laughs> objects. I'm like, boom, move. <laughs> 
So uh, Richard comes in, of course, and starts to get all rapey. Uh, Tom stops him, and for a moment, it seems like he actually is trying to stop him. But no, he just wants Buffy to be untarnished for Makita. Uh, this is... It and drives oh yeah. me crazy, and I, I love it. it. The misdirection. It's it is good. The immediate misdirection is yep. so amazing. And uh, he says that um, that 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 applies to the other one as well. And we see that Cordy has also been roofied and is passed out next to the bed. And that's a nice creepy shot. That whole sequence is very creepy and unnerving. Yeah, it's definitely. Really good. Well, and Cordy looks dumped. She looks oh, like yeah. she just got dumped there. Yeah, she does. Like yeah. over the shoulder, and then wham, right mm-hmm. down on the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Giles has printed out Callie's missing notice and notes that she's been gone for over a week. Willow uh, is pretty sure that they can rule out good things happening to Callie, like being kidnapped by puppies or something. Uh, <laughs> Giles wants to call Buffy, but Willow stops him, reminding her of the terrible, uh, reminding him of the terrible liar, you know, illness uh, that has beset their household. <laughs> Giles agrees that they'll wait until they find something more urgent, and Willow has found something more urgent though, because Callie isn't the only missing girl. There are two who disappeared a year ago to the day. Giles starts referring to the killer and the date being significant, and Willow objects to just jumping to the conclusion that they're dead until, you know, Giles reminds her that it's a hell mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> Much self-awareness in this episode. <laughs> there is. There's is a lot this, of winking at the camera. Yeah. Is which this I a love. Marty Noxon? I don't know. Isn't she the one that does most of the uh, self-aware? She does. Uh, well, and Jane Espenson does quite a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane Espenson will, like, put a stop to things, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, she totally will. I mean, I'm, I'm going to look it up while you okay. keep talking. Uh, Giles wants to know where Buffy found the bracelet, and Willow covers for her again, convincing him to call Angel instead, since he knows where the bracelet came from, and is also a rather large and strong vampire who can help. And Giles agrees. <laughs> uh, back at the frat, frat house of rape and nastiness, Xander is being kicked out. They take the opportunity to pretend they're hitting on him and then call him butt ugly. And yeah, I'm sure he's really insulted that you've decided not to rape him, guys. <sighs> Xander, clearly disturbed and pissed, throws off his sexual humiliation outfit. Yeah. Uh, Although he's really good with that bra. Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Xander to like, have stolen a bra in practice. Yeah, like done the fonts. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that episode of Happy Days? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where they had like all the bras up on the, Mm -hmm. they're in the boys' bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. He just goes along and snaps his fingers Mm -hmm. on each one. Just in case any of you hadn't seen that, it's amazing. Did you find anything on the author Uh, of this? It appears to be David Greenwald. Oh, he's great. great. Oh, no. It's directed by David Greenwald, written by Joss Whedon and David Greenwald. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Greenwald's the one who did Angel. Yeah, he's serious. And uh, Grimm went on to do Grimm. Nice. Yeah. So in the basement of the frat house of rape and nastiness, Richard and Tom are starting their ritual. Uh, we see that Tom has a rather large number of scars on his torso from various rituals, and Richard is carving another one into him. Uh, we see that Buffy just and Cordelia are... What? Just the tip. Yeah, just the tip. <laughs> uh, we see that Buffy and Cordelia are chained up with Callie, and they're getting their bearings. Callie clues them in on a, their rather dire situation, saying that Richard seems to be the worst, and implies that Tom, while still a disgusting asshat, is at least professional about it. Uh, <laughs> Buffy, displaying the kind of douche blindness that she will eventually be famous for, is surprised <laughs> to see Tom there, and so clearly high-ranking in this sort of thing. <laughs> so really, she should be saying, of course you are. Naturally, you fucker. Uh, <laughs> Tom sets out uh, the order of girls to be sacrificed with Buffy, it appears, last in the queue. Cordelia is very concerned about who will be first, clearly clearly trying to at least be second, so she has a chance to not die before Buffy figures out an ass-kicking plan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tom is doing some kind of ritual with three stones, representing the three girls, and Cordelia is starting to freak out, but Buffy is staying slayer calm. Well, you know something about her hands. 
Hmm? You know something about how her hands are. Oh yeah. Uh, so we so we were we were thinking that it um that um Buffy's hands look kind of uncomfortable because she's got her hands bent down at the wrists. Yeah. And then we noticed that um we were pretty sure that Sarah Michelle Geller uh she made it so that Buffy was trying to get out through the entire thing. She's always applying pressure, mm-hmm. pressure, constant pressure, constant pressure. And then when the guys turn their heads, she tries, that's when she struggles and tries to get the, the thing done. But she's applying constant pressure through the whole thing. Yeah. So that eventually the chain is going to break. Which is really, really smart. Very that's a good much little so. detail. And, yeah, her, and she is Her arms flexed. are flexed. You know, yeah, yeah. Her shoulders are flexed. She really is applying a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. which had to be really uncomfortable during shooting. So total kudos, yeah. Sarah yeah. Geller. Good job. Really awesome. Uh, so Buffy is reassuring uh, Cordy that they'll get out okay. Uh, Cordelia shifts the blame for the party onto Buffy, <laughs> who is so slayer calm that she gives her the really look. And that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Tom eyes Buffy coldly. And despite being slayer calm, she's not quite in slayer mode yet. So she does not return a look that says, I'm going to take you apart. Uh, <laughs> Tom, of course, has no idea what's coming. <laughs> uh, back in the library, Angel has arrived and is telling them where Buffy found the bracelet. He notices that Willow is staring at him, and it turns out Willow, very smart and inquisitive gal that she is, is staring at Angel's absent reflection in the mirror and wondering how he gets such a clean shave. <laughs> this is a very good question. <laughs> we see later, uh, I think on Angel the series, but possibly on the show as well, that that um, vampires do indeed still grow facial hair. Mm-hmm. And Giles gets his blinky look, which I like to think it was uh, Giles also wondering how Angel shaves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good yeah. question. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willow puts some pieces together, realizing that the south wall, which is where Buffy found the bracelet, is right by the frat house where Buffy currently is. Giles and Angel are all ready to go to the frat house, and Willow finally spills the beans. That's where Buffy is. Uh, Giles and Angel immediately feel betrayed, both by Buffy's lying and Buffy's state, and Willow goes off. She points <laughs> out that Angel has been a total dick, even refusing to have coffee with Buffy, even though being immortal would suggest that he has a good amount of free time. <laughs> and that Giles has been too, too much pressure on Buffy and needs to let her have a life once in a while. Great moment for, for Willow. And also Buffy's spirit finally articulating what Buffy herself has had trouble spelling out so clearly. As we've said before, Buffy tends to bottle things that are bothering her until they explode in healthy ways like rat parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, she also does that thing where she's afraid of the answer. So she yes. doesn't ask the direct question yes. or, or say the direct we're thing. We're going to see that so much in Lie to Me. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <man. laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Which is, it's, it's not a good, I mean. She's a teenage girl. She's she is. a teenage girl. Yeah. It happens. But a lot of us do this. If you recognize oh, yeah. this trait in yourself, work on being more direct. Just Life gets easier. Yeah, just ask it. Yeah. You might yeah. get your feelings hurt a little more, but it's better to get your feelings hurt all at once than yeah. say to slowly be taken apart over time. So would you rather be Xander getting let down by Buffy mm-hmm. or Willow getting let down by Xander? Yes. That's yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that makes it quite clear, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this show is lovely. It is. It gives you all these <laughs> examples of ways you can be or uh-huh. not be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of, it makes you, it lets you make up your own mind and your mind will change over time. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> You'll go from thinking Buffy is a superhero star and gets everything right to be like, oh, well, ooh, that's a little much, you know, and, and it mm-hmm. evolves. It's, it's why we keep coming back to the show. Oh, yeah. Um, so Angel and Giles are totally speechless, which makes me laugh. <laughs> And Willow takes command, both telling them that they all need to get their asses to the frat house to help Buffy, and also showing us that Buffy herself, although her mind might be a little flummoxed right now, still has a spirit that's full of badassery, so she'll find a way out of her predicament. Oh, yes. And I, I do love Willow's, well, I don't feel any better. <laughs> 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 Let's go. God damn it. 
Xander still holding his actual clothes is <laughs> walking around and getting more and more pissed off about the 1%. He sees that Cordy's car is still there, and I love her license plate every time I see it. It makes me happy, Queen C. Yes. Uh, back in the basement of the frat house of rape and nastiness, the ritual is continuing. Apparently, they sacrifice girls to Makita, and Makita gives them wealth and power in exchange. Cordelia wonders if they're ki- some kind of cult, and Buffy agrees, adding psycho to cult. Uh, <laughs> Cordy entreats Buffy to do something, and by the hard edge in Buffy's voice, I'd say she's becoming more Slayer by the second, as we uh, saw from how pissed off her spirit and heart both are now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom refers to the girls as offerings, which Cordelia is not thrilled about, <laughs> and Buffy starts <laughs> to work uh, tugging on her chains whenever they're not looking. Uh, Tom drops the stones into a pit, and Cordy is wondering what the hell is down there. Cordy is thinking that they'll be thrown in the pit as well, but Buffy's thinking that whatever it is comes out for them. Buffy does seem a little freaked now, and we will explore more later about the connection of Buffy's Slayer powers to her emotions. And since she's not quite full Slayer yet, we can see why she wasn't able to get out of her chains. Uh, Makita takes the invitation and pops out, and he does indeed appear to be a giant snake. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not phallic at all, just like Richard, a.k.a. Dick, and the sword. <laughs> well, And Richard is double, because he's rich, mm-hmm. like Cordelia wants, and also a dick. Also a dick, yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> Buffy. Great name choice. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really good. <laughs> Buffy's really trying to get her chains loose now with encouragement from Cordy. Apparently, uh, the 10th day of the 10th month is important uh, in Makita's feeding schedule. Interestingly, the 10th day of the 10th month, or Tevet, is a fast day in Judaism and commemorates the beginning of the Siege of Jerusalem. Uh, oh, well, look at your bad self. <laughs> Wiki. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tevet actually takes place in December through January and doesn't correspond with the 10th day and 10th month of the Gregorian calendar these douches are using. With the rest of us. Uh, it probably has no bearing on this episode at all, except that it's the polar opposite of a fast day. Showing maybe a perversion of a fast. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Willow, Giles, and Angel have arrived at the frat house of Rape and Nessidus and are quickly joined by Xander, who has scored one of the frat robes so he can blend in and not be subjected to sexual humiliation again. Willow catches him up on their investigation, and he and uh, he tells them that Buffy and Cordelia are probably still inside, as indicated by the continued presence of Cordy's car. Uh, Giles asks about the robe, and Xander says he saw all the frat guys put them on and go down to the basement, which is not suspicious at all. <laughs> 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 they m- r- mention the ritual, and by now Angel has his game face on. Xander reverses his original position immediately, as one would, saying the angel is absolutely the guy you want to party with. <laughs> These guys are th- 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 kind of room already, <laughs> you two. So <laughs> I still want, I want my buddy cop movie. I know, those two me guys. too. They're so good. Because <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to protecting Buffy, these it's two all work on, together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> In the basement of the frat house of rape and nastiness, Makita, <laughs> the penis monster, is having a look <laughs> at Courtney. Which she's really not thrilled about. <laughs> Having her shadow self menace so directly is enough for Buffy's power just to kick in, and she commences with the quips, and we're very happy about that. <laughs> and she drops the episode name. <laughs> she does. She calls him <laughs> Reptile Boy, ignoring Tom's insistence that girls aren't allowed to talk to him because there's no girls allowed in the clubhouse, or whatever misogynist ideas rattling around his little skull make him think that he could stop someone <laughs> from saying words just because she has lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I, I, I heartily agree. It involves something sharp. 
<laughs> Buffy continues with the quips, comparing Cordelia to the joke about Chinese food and leaving you hungry half an hour later. <laughs> Tom goes up and backhands Buffy, and oh, Tom, <laughs> that was the biggest mistake of your life. I hope you take advantage of your 15,000 years in prison to go over and over and over the moment you re- <laughs> and realize how much you fucked up. Because <laughs> as he's threatening Buffy with throat cutting, the look she's giving him is all Slayer. Before, she seemed to be clinging to the hope that Tom wasn't actually such a bad guy and would eventually come to his senses and call off the penis monster. He's proven <laughs> this is not the case, and now it's ass-kicking time. Yeah. <laughs> Xander, using the stolen robe, convinces one of the idiot frat guys from earlier who were so very excited about Xander's sexual humiliation to unlock the door and gets a great punch in. Yes. It hurts, of course, because Xander is still a bit of a punching novice, and a haymaker like that would sting like a bitch. Uh, Angel is not a punching novice, and he comes in and starts tearing shit yeah. up. And this is where we <laughs> really start to see Angel's fighting style, uh, which yeah. is basically, yeah. whatever I touch of yours is mine, and I'm going <laughs> to slam it against whatever's nearby. Yes. <laughs> and you so don't know what it's going to be. No. You don't know what part, and you don't know what surface. No, <laughs> It's going to be like a mix and match. Yeah. <laughs> totally. yeah, he just, he owns anything that attacks him or anything that touches him. brutal dude. He really and he's is. so cool. And the way he throws himself around yeah. is very animalistic. Uh-huh. It's got this, um, like if you've ever seen a leopard take down prey, mm-hmm. it has that kind of energy like a leopard or yeah. a tiger. Well, and yeah. I, and I'm, I am going to say right now, because I love his fighting style. And yeah. as we all know, I adore Faith. The best fight on this uh, this show, uh, combined with Angel, the series, is Faith versus Angel. Yes. Hands down. Yes. The best fight. Possibly one of the best on TV. Yeah. I agree. Because <laughs> they're both ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's, you know, so if he has, like, the tiger thing, she's like a wolverine. She is. She is yeah. absolutely wolverine. She's going to take you apart. Yes. And she kicks so, his yeah. ass really thoroughly. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I'm getting, I'm, I was jumping way ahead, but I always talk about that fight because I love that fight so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like when I, when I wax poetic about Daredevil, I always have to talk about the fight scene at yeah. the end of uh, the second episode. Right. Yep. Hallway fight scene. So yes. good. <laughs> so the douches unchain Cordy with the purposes of feeding her to the penis monster. And we are once again delighted by the Cordy scream, but Buffy redoubles her efforts to pull the chain out of the roof of the cave. And because she's let her slayer side out, the hooks slide free and Manus, the hand is liberated. And hell yeah, it is so slayer time. <laughs> <laughs> she punches the penis monster in the face and starts kicking douchebags everywhere. Tom is so drunk on misogyny that he thinks swinging his stupid little substitute penis sword at a girl who has suddenly revealed herself to be strong enough to punch the shit out of a demon. It's a good idea. And Buffy dodges it rather easily. (laughs) Upstairs, Angel and the gang are beating the holy shit out of frat boys. Xander is getting punching revenge for his sexual humiliation, and Giles lends a fantastic elbow. We see you, Ripper. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Willow has spotted Buffy and reports that some guy is attacking her with a sword, and there's also a really big snake. <laughs> Xander is caught up in working out his issues. Remember, he, as Buffy's heart, understood the, how, how understood most clearly what Buffy was doing in the end of when she was bad, when she was beating on the vampires at the end. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. With a little more prompting from Willow, they run for the basement, and Angel basically punch swats away one more frat boy. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good day. Like he lingers just long to nail him. Yeah. Uh, naturally, uh, naturally. Uh, Tom calls Buffy a bitch because that's what guys like him do when women have the nerve to defend themselves against their advances or save their own lives or whatever. 
He's just sure he's going to be able to cut up Buffy with his little itty bitty sword, but she easily, easily, easily deflects it. Which we set up with all the stuff with Giles earlier. Absolutely. We set up just how easily she's going to escape from this. We have no tension. And it's easier with Tom than it was with Giles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she uh, deflects it, wraps her chains around his throat, tells him he talks too much, and hucks him over a table. (laughs) Makita the penis monster has grabbed Cordy, and although Buffy's friends have arrived, she takes care of things herself, hopping up, emasculating him by calling him Wormy, and, well... Castrating him. Hooray! (laughs) Self-rescuing princesses for the win. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) In the aftermath, Cordy uses the occasion to throw herself at Angel. (laughs) She says that she hates the whole lot of them. (laughs) In the background, Xander and Willow are helping Callie up the stairs. So yay for Callie. I I do love Cordelia's like, Oh my god. I hate you guys. (laughs) The weirdest things happen whenever you're around. And then she grabs Tom by his stupid little robe and tells him he's going to jail for 15,000 years. And angry Cordy meltdowns are the best. They are. See, (laughs) Buffy could take an example from Cordelia. She can damsel herself for five seconds Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden kick the shit out of somebody. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She's just got the balance better. Yeah, and and, uh, that might be another merger to be left for those two. Uh, Buffy is left to explain uh, to Giles and her mind why she, re- why she rebelled in such a disastrous fashion. Uh, she says that she told one lie and what had one drink, and he quips, yes, and you are nearly devoured by a giant demon snake. The words, let that be a lesson, are a tad redundant at this juncture, <laughs> and the Britishness just hits me in the eye. <laughs> Buffy apologizes, and Giles concedes that he understands why she did it, and he'll go easy on her from now on. Not super easy. Not, not you know, mm-hmm. not, not involved, but gentle yeah uh he gives her her power back yes he does he is no longer the patriarch right uh watcher telling the female slayer what to do he's gonna step back on because he he sees the defiance disorder it's like Mm -hmm. okay different different road yeah (laughs) well and also since we're talking about you know the misogynistic power struggle Mm -hmm. here he is controlling her life yes he is yeah as the watcher's council tends to do Mm -hmm. to the female slayers yes uh and predominantly male Launcher's Council. So, you know, he basically comes over and says, okay, you get to have your feminine power back. Yep. I'm sorry. I understand why you need us. I'm, I'm going to, yeah. I think he says he's going to nudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I am here as a resource when you want me and I am going to push you, but right. it's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the bronze, Cordelia informs the Scoopies that she has decided to go, that high school guys are the way to go. Uh, <laughs> you can turn them into little slaves, you see, like Jonathan, who is fetching her a cappuccino. Uh, Xander, reading the paper, is updating the group uh, on the fate of the frat boy penis worshippers who have been given consecutive life sentences. Uh, with what the police, uh, what with the police finding fifty years of, uh, worth of bones in Makita's lair, and uh, without a demon snake uh, turning things in their favor, they're losing everything financially as well. Xander revels in the downfall of the one percent. <laughs> Willow is all moony over Angel and his game face and punching a frat guys. Uh, though I do have to say, my very favorite part about this episode is that even though her friends got there in time, Buffy is the one who saved not only herself, but also Cordy. Mm-hmm. No damseling, no last minute saving of the girl hero. She saved her own damn self and her own damn shadow damsel. And I love that. Yes. <laughs> Angel comes in then and snard. I believe this is one of your favorite exchanges in the series. This is one of my favorite exchanges. <laughs> okay. So we have, Xander, angel, angel, angel. Does every conversation we have to have come around to that freak? Notices Angel. Hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> angel, Buffy. 
Buffy. Angel. Xander. Xander. <laughs> I love it. It's really good. It reminds me of, of Shrek when they're, they're yelling at each other. Like, yeah. Fiona, Shrek, donkey. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's, it's so smooth. <laughs> so Angel is there to invite Buffy to coffee, but Buffy isn't having it. She wants coffee on her own terms and says she'll let him know when that will be. As she's leaving to the same song that was playing when she was dancing with Tom, this time used, I think, ironically, uh, she smiles to, her, smiles to herself in what I interpret as a feminist fist pump of victory. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Xander's like, or not Xander. Angel's like, yeah, we could do that thing you asked me to do. I'll call you. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we'll do it. Yeah. But on my terms, bitch. Yep. <laughs> She's got her power back. <laughs> she does. <laughs> For the end of this episode. For a and minute. Then, and then, and She's then. still working out some stuff. She is. We're she still is. powdering the master, it's, it's, so to speak. Because well, nobody on the show, because they're written as actual humans, mm-hmm. nobody on the show is ever going to go from zero to 100%. Yeah. They go from uh, 10% to 30% to 20% to 80% to 50% to 7% to, you know, to 90% <laughs> and then back to 30%. I love it about the show. You're yes. never going to get... A sense that somebody is done with their arc. No, absolutely. Unless they're dead. And someone's <laughs> weakness is always going to be their weakness. Yes. So Buffy's and they weakness will, for they will to battle be... that weakness. Oh, yeah. They will battle it and battle it and battle it. And sometimes you'll think that she's got a handle on it and she's gotten through it. And then she goes right back to being, you know, 30% again. Mm-hmm. And that is because they're written as actual humans. Yes. And I love it. Yes. It's so good. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, it's because, it's, you know... Even when the credits roll the very last episode, this is not a happy ending. This is mm-hmm. another step in Buffy's process. Yeah, it's a graduation. It is. This is her actual graduation day, that last one. Yeah. And, and, and at the end of, I mean, that's one of the things we've noticed. At the end of every season on Buffy, mm-hmm. it's graduation. She graduates from something. Yeah. Sometimes it's life. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, and something, um, you know, since we use the tarot a lot, or at least some symbolism from the tarot mm-hmm. in Buffy a lot. So the, the major arcana, 0 through 22, is meant to repeat. So yeah. you go through beginner's luck up through the challenges, the tower of everything having to fall apart. You don't actually get to keep everything you want. You know, the difficult cards all the way up through mastery, and mm-hmm. then you start back again at the bottom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that much like the stages of grief, how they also can cycle in little yep. tiny circles. And how they're, you know, they're meant to. They, you go through a couple, and you just cycle back, and you just mm-hmm. circle around. And Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually heard some criticism in this show that, that people... People actually say, well, we thought she solved this issue in the last episode. Yeah. No, well, they're humans. They don't ever solve that issue. Well, that's kind of like saying, I thought you solved that problem with getting new tires last year. Why right, do you need new exactly. tires this year? Like, you God. just bought shoes last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get a haircut six months ago? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're writing about actual human people. Yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if you're watching a different kind of show, and so, okay, if you're watching a show mm-hmm. and... Someone, uh, someone who has a fundamental personal issue has solved that personal issue completely, totally, and is not dead. Stop watching that show. Well, the show should be over. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing is right. the show should be, that's the last episode of any show is the resolution. To a cer- and to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, and in, uh, in the Buffyverse with every, you know, both, uh, this show and Angel the Series, um, you you don't ever get the sense that okay everything's totally fine now everybody's going to be great yeah and I love that about this because <laughs> even too. the last episode it's like well this is another step mm-hmm. this is something else that we're doing yeah well, have you answered the question that you were asking you know it's right because an answer isn't a solution 
Right. It's just an answer. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> like, do I prefer dating human men or demon men? Right. Demon men. Well, that just opens up a whole host of well, other problems. That's all kinds of trouble. Yeah, just like human men. Uh-huh. Well, human men, I'm just going to have to sit around and like manzel them constantly. <laughs> so <laughs> and pretend that I can't open this jar, mm-hmm. but yeah. I am the slayer of vampires. Exactly. <laughs> like just like as people, we have to figure out how can I make money. Right. You know, what am I good at? What are, what am I bad at? Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to keep doing all these things, and then all of us do have that fundamental weakness. Buffy, it's always going to be the damsel thing. She's, I, yep. I mean, up to the very last episode. Yeah. She's still worried about being a girl. It's true. Yeah. And, I mean, I think she's doing a better job of it by then. I think so, too. You know, because she actually... I Actually, no, I think she... And I might have to cut this out because it's going way far. But I think she actually wraps herself up really nicely in a way because she's able to damsel herself in a safe way where she asks Spike to hold her. Right. I think there's there's a power in that I am weak, will you let me be weak? Instead of, help me, someone, Rhett, Rhett, wherever <laughs> shall I go, or whatever, whatever shall I do, wherever shall I go. Well, and then, and then <laughs> I mean, I think even more importantly, um, I mean, even either way you read that scene, by mm-hmm. the end of the show, he's gone. He and is. She has to stand on her own two feet, and her reaction is a smile. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, that is, oh yeah, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I just got the goosebumps. But yeah, it's, she has to figure out how to do it. And it, it's, it's almost like that's her last tempt, attempt at a damsel. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'll, I'm sure she's a human. She'll go back to that kind of thing and play with that for her whole life. Well, I'm pretty you sure. Know, well, how how do you think she got the immortal's attention if she ever did? <laughs> it's a fun episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it's another step because, because yeah, she, she kind of damsels herself with Spike with the hold me thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially since they're not really. Get, I mean, it's 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 yeah. complicated. We'll get to it. We'll it's really, really complicated. We'll, we'll tear it apart when we get I there. I do but think it's a step of personal growth for her. And I think that the bi- I think the bigger step is um, she realizes that after he's gone, she's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't because he's such a crutch for her that whole last season. Yeah. Um, and then he's gone, and she's like, okay, you know. Yeah. Well, and and going right. back to our our previous discussion about like soulmates and shipping, and all that. You never really can be in a, a complete relationship until you're fine alone. It's true. Like, ultimately, it's very you true. will never. So, you know, it's possible she could have gone to L.A. and been like, hey, hey, you, big boy, um, <laughs> right. or whatever. Um, but you, you really can't be complete in a relationship until you've worked through at least some of the stuff. What I think uh, with the updates that we, we get on, on Buffy and, um, you know, and on when we're watching Angel the series, mm-hmm. uh, after Buffy's over, um, she seems to, I mean, yeah, she seems to be dating, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe, even though there's suspicion about that. <laughs> uh, but it seems like, I mean, we don't hear about any really serious relationships. No, um, that's true. I think she, at that point, is enjoying being alone. Yeah, well, she kind of does, uh, she kind of does the, the Allie McBeal thing, too. I know, I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I saw the faith My look. left eye twitched. <laughs> um, I think... In a way, she might that's, do... That's always the fake <laughs> yeah, look. Totally, Your left yeah. eye twitches. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think she might even do the, um, the, like I said, the Allie McBeal ending, uh, where Allie McBeal, she's always looking for her soulmate. She's looking for a man. She's but looking does for she this. finally eat? <laughs> no. Um, but she's looking for, for the person who will h- complete her mm-hmm. and then eventually realizes that it's her daughter. Gotcha. And even has the dialogue, which it's a little too heavy handed for me. But she's like, look, I've always been looking for my soulmate. I've been looking for the person to make me happy. And it's you. Um, 
which is kind of a, that's also a really fun subversion because she gets a surprise daughter. She donated eggs way back when. Oh. So she gets a daughter knocking on her door. Hmm. Who's a very young uh, Hayden, oh, what's her name, from Heroes? Pateri? Uh, Panetere? Panetere, whatever Panetere? Yeah. 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 In- indestructible girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so she's very young in that. Um, yeah, she would be. Wow. But yeah, so I, I think in a way, especially with the gift that starts it, is Buffy kind of decides that the the soulmate for her is Dawn. Mm-hmm. You know? Because they moved to, we know that they moved to Italy for Dawn to go to school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to track it as we go, but that's kind of my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Buffy's been in relationships constantly. Yeah, and constantly. It work. But you learn so much from relationships, like um, like that the, the military's weird. And, uh, <laughs> you don't want to be damseled, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I can open a jar. <laughs> I'm just I don't know why I'm throwing that in, but <laughs> I, I would imagine that Riley would get all pissed if she opened a jar and he couldn't open it. <laughs> Right? Just, Don't you think he would be? Yeah. Mm. Well, he does. Yeah. I just, I love that, that episode of Buffy where Xander mm-hmm. can't open the jar. Yeah, I like, love hey, that too. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the cruciamentum. It's coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buffy's too weak to open yeah, the jar. <laughs> Xander's like, huh, I'll get this little lady. God. <laughs> hey, Willow. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's such a feminist I, I, show. I think I think Riley would be the biggest whiny baby ever. Oh, well, he already, yeah. God. If Buffy was opening jars. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have we talked this, this to death? Yep, we've totally done it. <laughs> Wonder how much you're going to edit out at the end. I don't know. We'll see. I'll uh, see how much we, redundancy we, we re- reiterate. Indeed. Excuse <laughs> How much redundancy we reiterate. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Well, we did mention the Department of Redundancy Department this episode. So. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> This is, after all, the Diogenes Club podcast where all members are exceptional. Peace out, bitches. And scene.